Hello, and thank you for listening to the Healing Hearts Worship Center podcast under the leadership of our senior pastor, Sharita L. Smith. Here we are a ministry that believes in faith, healing, and deliverance. We pray that the word of God will touch you, bring you direction, correction, and deliverance. We thank you for listening. Enjoy the message. And remember, we love you to life. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise. glad to be in the house of the Lord. They will say one more time. Amen. Anybody have a testimony? Y'all sit down. Sit down. We ain't going to be in here long tonight. Anybody have a testimony before we move into the Bible study? Wow. All right. Well, we're going to go on over here to Matthews 26. We talked about it on last week. He won't let me shift just yet from this. Amen. Thank you, Minister Letitia, for the prayer. Amen. How many of y'all know we in that time? Where it is praying time. I'm telling you, listen. They used to say in the church I grew up in, everything going down but the word of God. And we in a season where we need God's word. And we better pray like never before. Listen, tell somebody beside you, whatever you do, tell them this ain't the time. And this is not the season to let up from prayer. I'm telling you, this is not the time or the season to let up from prayer. Listen, I don't care if it's three words. If God allow you to speak them three words, speak it until he add to it. This is not the time to let up from prayer. You believe it or not, people around you are going through. America is in a crisis. And people are in a crisis. Some of the people that come to church and sit beside you and hug you and dap you up and smile and listen. Oh, y'all, y'all. They're in a crisis. And we got to pray and we got to ask God to, to amp up our discernment. Because there is a crisis that has hit the land. And the reality is, it's going to take prayer for it to begin to lift. The word is in full throttle and manifestation. How can you not believe the word? Because it's in full throttle and, and it's in manifestation. What God said going to be so is happening even now. And I'm telling you, you better hear me if you don't hear anything else I say tonight. 
This is a perfect time to begin to cover your household and your family. This is the perfect time. And you better cover yourself. We keep leaving out our houses half caught. No, when you get in your car, you, God cover me. Cover my children. The reality is we pray we make it home. But if we should not. Let my life be so. That I must see you again. We're in a crisis church. And the sad part about it is. God said. The people of God can't even deliver folk from the crisis. We're not even a, in a position as a body to be able to pray the crisis out of the nation. That's a bad place to be in. It's a bad place to be in. Wow. I told God help me. Because I don't want to be so busy doing stuff that I ain't doing nothing. Enemy, listen, he got us so busy doing stuff. And the reality is we ain't doing nothing because there ain't no fruit from what we're doing. I had to, um, y'all know, I had to do a, uh, I did a funeral Monday. Every day. We got so many homicides, it's ridiculous. But particularly, I did a funeral on Monday. Young man, 25 years old. And we're in there and doing the eulogy. And when the eulogy, I, I, people were standing, people were standing. It was about maybe 200 people in there. People were standing um, while the word was going on. And this lady, Zakia, while I was preaching, uh, she came from the back of the church. I saw her standing. She came from the back of the church to the front of the church. And I thought she just hit the table in agreement with the word, Pastor Joe. So, Lori, she hit the table and she kept walking. She went on back to her seat. So, when it was over, uh, we were getting ready to go down so that we can walk the family out. And uh, one of the ladies came up to me before we could get off the, the platform, the pulpit. And she said, uh, Elder Patrice, she said, the lady that came up, Miriam, she said, she sold this into you. It was money, but I didn't know. Wow. So the lady finds me as the family and people are going out to the funeral car. And I was standing there talking to the lady that was the officiant. I'm going to hurry up. I ain't going to hold y'all long tonight. So the lady found me, Camille. And the lady came up to me, Regina. She said, I know church. 
And she started crying. And I just held her. I just started just encouraging her. And she says to me, when she gathers herself, she, she lifts her head and she looked at me. She said, um, I relapsed. She said, I'm on drugs. She said, I don't want to be on drugs. She said, it's a struggle. She said, I don't have any minutes on my phone. She said, but you see this tablet? Soon as I can get somewhere to charge this tablet, she said, I'm going to call you. She said, but can I give you my house number? Just call it. Keep calling it until you get me. Eventually, I'm going to call you back. So at this point, I'm jarred, Loria, because I said, Bree, here is somebody strung out on drugs, but the word hit her to the point where she sold her drug. And she ain't got no minutes on her phone, but you saw a seed. I was stuck. just begin to pray and I just begin to call her name out before God and I'm like I had to give God his word back because there's no way that you can sow into the prophet of God and God not turn around and cause a great manifestation in her life I've never encountered begin to pray for her and I said God I said the fact that she's crying out and she really wants deliverance I begin to tell God I said begin to change her very appetite I mean right there in front of everybody I just begin to pray I said listen y'all lock us up in here because listen look I ain't in a hurry to go nowhere y'all know how to do whatever y'all need to do at the cemetery but somebody's crying out for help young girls young boys coming out to me she said I didn't stand up to be saved but can you come over here away from the crowd so I can talk to you pretty young girl I said, we're in a crisis. But where is the remnant that God can trust to help people come up out of the crisis that they're in? We have work to do. People want help. How many times are we going to do surgery on each other? Before we have the capacity to help do surgery on somebody else. 
How long are we going to stay sick? I'm talking about the church. That we're out of position and can't bring healing to somebody else. We got work to do. We got work to do. We got work to do. We got work to do, church. And the work that we have to do is work for real. It ain't this little stuff, you know, somebody come to the altar and they, you know, God dealing with them and, you know, they've been in this thing for years now. And it, where is the community that's going to know our name? Where are the people that's going to say I would have died had not I ran into I just, I just, that was just a side note. We got work to do. Here, here y'all got Matthew 26. Y'all Matthew 26. We got work to do, y'all. Harvest can't come until we prepare. Until we get it together. Y'all got Matthew 26. Where we started at verse 38. Did we start at. Uh, it was 36. Thank you. Somebody was paying attention. I don't. I don't understand. Um, I, w I was trying to go in a different vein. And. God brought me right back to this again. And he said, um, I want you to deal with in this text how um, if you don't deal with the thing uh, in the first, um, in the first, in the first arising or in the first um, uh, creation of it or in the first. Uh, emotional place of the thing God says I want you to see how when you don't deal with the thing on the onset how it escalates um, and it becomes more intensified so I said okay so let's, let's just see where he wants to take us in this tonight. Because we started last week talking about. Um, here in verse 36. Let me read it real quick. Because I know we have some visitors. Um, and we may have some people online. That wasn't um, on the Bible study last week. Bible says in Matthew 26. 36. Then, Je then cometh Jesus. With them unto a place called Gethsemane. And said unto the disciples. Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. 
Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thy will. And he cometh unto the disciples and find them asleep. And said unto Peter, what, what could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, O oh my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thou will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were very heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and said unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doeth betray me. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staffs from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he hold him fast. And where and forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, And Jesus said unto him, friend, where art thou come? Where you come from, friend? Where you been, buddy? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Why you do that, Peter? <laughs> then Jesus said unto him, put up again thy sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than two, I'm sorry, give me more than twelve legions of angels. But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that thus it must be? In that same hour said Jesus to the multitudes, Are ye come out as against a thief with swords and staffs for to take me. I sat daily with you. Teaching in the temple. And ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done. That the scriptures. Of the prophets. Might be. Fulfilled. 
You're going to have to work this for the next couple of weeks. So here, we talked about on last week. Let me see who was paying attention. Gethsemane was what? The place of what? Crushing. What was being produced in Gethsemane? The most important thing. Oil was produced in Gethsemane. So Jesus didn't just go anywhere to pray. We talked about on last week the very thing that led Jesus to the place of Gethsemane was because he knew that his assignment, his task was great. And the purpose of this task was so that we could receive salvation. Amen. Also, we found out on last week that uh, Jesus, he understood that his flesh was in such a disarray. His flesh was such, it was in such a place uh, that it was starting to override his spirituality or would it be safe to say that his flesh start overriding his soberness of thinking? And so it is, it is imperative that when you come to a place where God is calling you to something greater. Greater does not always mean that it's going to be something that will excite you. Sometimes greater means I'm bringing you to a place of pain where it seemingly feels or looks as though you're being defeated. You have an assignment in that hard place. You have an assignment in the place of pain and discomfort. There was an assignment in that. And Jesus understood that yes. There is an, assign an assignment. In which you are calling me to God. But the weight of it. Is intense. And what I love about the text is that Jesus comes to a place with the father where he understands that I can be vulnerable even though you're my parent. You got to understand that whatever God is calling you to that may be deriving pain in the matter, you have a right to go to the father and have a conversation about it. Talk to him. Get clarity. We become numb. We become discouraged. Because we lack conversation concerning our assignment. And so if Jesus was going to fulfill his assignment and fulfill it properly so that it didn't have to be a repeat, 
he had to go to a place where he could be vulnerable, he can talk to God, and he can sit and wait on the response. Helping us. Because a lot of times we've been taught that if God tell you to do something, you shouldn't go and you shouldn't be questioning God about what God is calling you to do. Well, the reality is if you don't question God respectfully, there are some things that we will never get clarity to. Engaging in conversation. There are times where an individual don't lay out everything. Why? Because they're waiting to see how interested you are in, in the assignment. And what denotes that you are interested is that you come back and you get clarity concerning it before you just take it and run with it. helping us and so Jesus he takes uh, Peter James and John uh, we talked about last week he considers them brothers although they were his disciples outside of the discipleship that he had with them. They had a bond so much so. That he considered them brothers. And so even if you are in a place. Where you connect with the individual ministry wise. There has to be another level of depth to it. In order to take them in your secret place. Everybody don't deserve certain spaces in your life. And we are disappointed because we've allowed people to come further than they should have ever come. We allowed them to know more than they should have ever known. We've been too vulnerable about area and things that we should have never been able to, we should have never been vulnerable about. And so they don't use it to pray. They use it as a tool or a weapon against you to be able to manipulate you and to hold you hostage. And I see you as who God said you were. Y'all don't know nobody like that. That's just me. I don't know nobody like that. Because the first thing people want to be able to say is you ain't what God said you were. You ain't a pastor. Because last week I saw you in a liquor store. You ain't a prophet. Because of, you know people want to have something on you to be able to say that's not who you are. Why? Because you pulled them too close. Glory to God. You got to be careful about who you pull close. Listen. 
because once it's spilled, although you clean it up, they still know that it tilted. years you'll spend months trying to convince them that what's spilt is no longer spilling y'all better hear me listen but you gotta convince them you gotta work hard So here, let me, let me, let me, let me get to the text. Let me get to the text. I'm watching the time, y'all. Let me get in the text. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be watch. You got to, you got to, you got to be careful what you allow to spill. Everybody can't handle. That's why Jesus said, let me take James Peter and John because they're the more matured out of the bunch that even though I'm vulnerable they'll still see me as Jesus and respect me as such they saw him being vulnerable yet they did not discount the miracles that they seen yet they did not discount the word the prophetic word that came to pass they did not discount the blinded eyes being open they couldn't discount that why because they understood that even in his vulnerability he was still all that he said he was how do we know because we've seen it repeatedly so you you gotta get some mature people that you you can't take everybody to the garden listen you gotta take some mature people with you to the garden Jesus had to be selective, Philip, and who he chose, Tristan, to go with him. You can't take a person that is religious to the garden with you. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't. You can't, you can't, you can't, you, you, you can't, you can't because religious folk don't understand. They, they, they don't have the capacity, so they say, to understand. Glory to God that where he was, you was once there too. And the truth of the matter is, on a good day, you are still complaining and dissatisfied. Jesus had to hand pick who he took to the garden. They trying to, I ain't going to take the bait. I ain't take the, they trying to push me, I ain't going to take the bait. Listen, he had to hand pick Erica who he thought would be mature actually to take to the garden with him you can't take gossipers to your garden 
Because the moment you get in the garden and you start telling God how you fell last night, but you didn't really mean it, but you fell out of disappointment. Come on here. You... And you in a fetal position and you crying out to God saying, God, help me. Help me so I won't do this. Help me, God. The struggle is real. But, and, and listen, you can't take gossipers to the garden. Because before you get to church, the phone call gonna already have been made. You got to be careful. Let me help you up. Let me, let me, let me. Listen. Listen. So he had to handpick. He had to handpick people that were mature to go with him to the garden. Watch this. And although he picked his brothers, although he picked James, Peter, and John, and on the place to the garden, he started expressing to them how he felt about his assignment. Watch this. Nowhere in his expression about how he felt about his assignment did he throw God under the bus. Nowhere in his expression about his assignment did he come for God. Nowhere in his uh, expression of his assignment and how it was making him feel did he talk negative about the person that placed the assignment upon him so he's, he's expressing to them he's having a transparent moment because remember that he is Jesus in the flesh in this moment. Remember, he had to experience everything that we would ever experience so that he can be compassion. Oh, come on here. So that he will have a level of compassion when we found ourselves in divers' temptation. Listen, when we were being tempted, he said, I know what that looked like. I went through that. Yeah. I know the struggle is real in that. If it had not been for my father, I would have failed to. But blessed be the name of God. He had to be Jesus in the flesh. So that he can encounter everything that we would ever be able to encounter. Watch this. Bible says that although he encountered all of those things, he never fell into temptation. And you hear a lot of people say, well, you know, Pastor, I'm not God. I'm not Jesus. No, you're not. But what you fail to take from that example is that he was saying that you have the power and the authority to resist the devil and know that he will flee. The word of God is true. He said, I'll keep whatever you present to me. His example to us was that you really don't have to fall into it. However, if you should find yourself in this place, 
I'm not here to judge you but to have compassion. That's why the word of God says ye with your spiritual self. If you find your brother or sister overtaken in this fault. You're supposed to come to their rescue. And help restore those that desire to be restored. Word of God says a righteous man falls seven times. But he don't stay there. He get back up. But what religious people do, they'll act like they never fail. Now, I'm going to check you if you decide to stay there. But in that, I'm not judging you. Because the Bible also declares, except the grace of God goes I. So I can't think that I'm so great and I'm so grand that it can't come. Come on here and test me and tempt me to see who I really am in God. So, so, so he has to be selective in who he takes to the garden with him. You got to have some mature people around you. When you feel the weight of a thing that is upon you, you got to have some people around you that you can be you with. Take the title off. Because some of us, those titles are killing us. Some of us, them titles going to drive you back to drinking and smoking and getting high and clubbing. Come take the, tell somebody, take the title off. Uh, can you just be you? Can you can you just be the name that's on your birth certificate for 2.5 seconds? Can you just be Sarita for 2.5 seconds? Come on, just, just, just take the title off. It's all right. It belonged to you. You've been consecrated. Come on, they, they, they licensed you. They ordained you. It is all right, but just be your name on the birth certificate for a few moments. So that perhaps you can hear my flesh. Glory to God. That's warring against my spirit. That does not make me not spiritual. I'm just having a fleshly moment. And that's where Jesus was. He was having a fleshly moment. What you mean, Pastor? The saints had him? Yeah. He was having a flesh moment. Watch this. And in his flesh moment, watch this. People get mad. The kid, this lady, is so funny to me because I, I, I don't, I don't particularly care. Uh, you know, uh, y'all pray for me. Uh, listen, uh, because I'm going. She said, I, I don't think preachers should say that from the pulpit. Because I say, yeah, I'm getting ready to lose about ten religious people right through here. But I don't think, I don't think preachers should say that from the pulpit. I don't think you should do what you do either but you do it you don't know me and I don't know you and if you religious you offended because I have penetrated I hit something I said back up back up back up off me back up off me back up it's all right 
Jesus was having a flesh moment. Ain't none of us exempt from having a flesh moment. So he's not talking spiritually to his brothers. Come on here. This is not a prayer meeting. Y'all Jesus was having a flesh moment. So he figured, let me talk to my boys about my flesh moment. Listen, because the reality is, as much as I want to do it, I don't. Y'all ain't going to be honest. As much as I want to do it, God, I don't. So he's having, let me hurry up, he's having, he's having a flesh moment. So he decided, let me talk to uh, James, Peter, and John on the way to the place where I know I got to get this flesh up off of me. Because if I don't deal with it in the first round, it's going to anticipate, it's going to intensify in the next round. He started out talking to them, telling them that I am sorrowful. He's expressing to them how he's feeling about what God is calling him to do. That's how you know God really called the joker. But when they are sorrowful and they're like, God, are you sure? I don't know. Let me go pray. You know, you didn't pray 20 times about it. Let me tell you, that's when you know God really called somebody. Not the first time they hear the voice of God and they're like, God called me to be a minister. And I want to take the ministerial class over at Evangel, honey. No, God ain't called you. You having a flesh moment. Because when God called you to this, you're going to be like, I got to have a conversation. Because there are some things I don't know that I'm ready to get rid of yet. I don't know if there are some things that I want to stop doing yet. There are some words that I don't know that I'm ready to stop. You listen, come on here. And I know that when I say yes, I got to stop. Jesus says, so. I'm sorrowful. I don't know God that if I am ready to tell you yes because yes might mean you may call me to a season where I gotta be alone yeah 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 Lord have mercy Jesus so so he's saying he's saying listen I'm having a moment I need somebody to talk to listen I ain't in the clouds I ain't spooky watch this and during his conversation with his brother not one time in the text elder Patrice does it say they quoted a scripture can we talk and you not quote scripture I just want to talk, talk about us. Everything don't call for us to have Bible study. 
because I'm I'm sorrowful about what the Bible is calling me to fulfill. So nowhere, nowhere in this text does it say while he's being vulnerable, do they talk about scripture? Watch this. Nowhere in this text does it say that the disciples or Peter, James, and John, neither one of them begin to deflect and then put it on them. They allowed Jesus to have his moment. They said, well, you know what, man? I was going through this last week. You know, I was feeling a type of way. You know, I wanted to throw in the towel yesterday. You know, my wife was acting crazy last week. You know, my truth. They didn't deflect. They allowed Jesus to have his moment. Look at somebody and say, can I just have a moment? trying to come and rob your moment. Jesus. 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 Listen. You got to start calling people out and say, I, 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 I. This ain't about you. You're a robber. You got to be like Maxine Waters reclaiming my time. Claim your time. Because this is not about you. They allowed Jesus to express how he was feeling in the moment. Nowhere in the text did it say, Regina, that they had a rebuttal. They allowed him, let me hear you. They allowed him to have his moment on his way to the garden. And Jesus understood that in that moment, and the weight of the responsibility that God was calling him to. He was the only one by way of prayer that could remove the weight. So I ain't asking you to remove anything. I'm just asking for your ear. I'm not asking you to lay hands on me. I'm not asking you to prophesy to me. I'm not even asking for your prayer. Not with me. I'm asking you to pray as I enter further in. Oh, pray for me, not with me. why as he began to come closer to the garden he said now y'all y'all came close enough listen I didn't pull it out I didn't share y'all already know where I am so guess what y'all don't need no further instructions all you need to do in this moment now is pray stay up and pray the rest of the responsibility is on the person that I'm going to see. Or 
conversation with, should I say. So you got to know how far to bring people. He never asked them for prayer. And sometimes the first thing we do when people start venting to us because we're not in the spirit. We want to prophesy and we want to pray. That's not what God said. He said pray for me. And a lot of people want to pray with you because they're hoping other spectators are around to be able to see and think they're anointed greater than what they are. Come on. And then we'll call you and say the Lord said, no, you was ear hustling while prayer was going on. He brings them. I got two more minutes. He brings them to a certain point. You have to listen. I don't care what your level of relationship is with people. You still have to know how far to bring them in certain situations. Period. They didn't stop being brothers. You just couldn't come further because now this thing is no longer with me and y'all. This thing is with me and him. So grow up and stop being offended. If I say just stay right here. This is not about trust. Well, do you, you, you don't trust me? Apparently you don't trust me. So don't try to shift it. Because if you trusted me, you would trust the fact that you can't go any further. He says, we get ready. We get right close. We're gonna have to finish this next week. Because, because some of us jacked up and we messed up because we're taking people too far. And we're taking them far because of our relationships that we have with them. But there are some experiences that they just can't be a part of. And if they love you, it will be okay. And if they're mature, they'll say, I see you when you come back. But know that I'm praying for you. He gets them. He gets them. He gets them to a particular place. And he says, wait here. And the only instruction that he gives them. 
and probably even in that instruction, he was giving them instructions because he was in his flesh. And he was considering the capacity of the weight in that moment of what God was calling him to. So if I could, uh, if, I, if I could just, just think, uh, could it have been that, that Jesus was hoping not only uh, that Peter, James, and John were will pray for him, but perhaps uh, he was hoping that their prayers would release some level of comfort while he was in the garden talking to his father. Because your prayer, regardless of the distance, should be able to be felt and to be impactful regardless of where you are. So he's like, I done already told y'all where I was at. Told y'all I was vulnerable. All of that. Listen, he was so transparent in that moment. He wasn't in denial. About what was getting ready to take place. Some of y'all play games. And act like y'all in denial. You are oblivious. To what this thing is going to require. Of me when I walk into it. Come on cut it out. Because some of us are looking for people, uh, Zakia, to, 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 to come and pamper us. And, you know, come and, no, grow up. Yeah. God called you to it. Either you're going to do it, you're going to accept it, or you're not. Everything that God calls us to comes with responsibility. I don't care if you're an usher on the door. It comes with responsibility. So don't, well, you know, I, I really want to, I don't want to be an usher, but, you know, I don't know if I want to commit to every Sunday, you know, Sister Virginia, I just, I, you know, I, I don't be wanting to be there at 9.30 every Sunday, you know, I just, I, I do it sometimes, or, you know, I, I do it once a month because I don't really want what it requires. really saying is I don't want responsibility watch this Pastor Joe I had a conversation with God Pastor Fisher and I was a little bothered Sister Miriam because I said Lord I said how is it that everybody want the front row but nobody want to sit on the back and work their way up I, I don't I, I don't understand this spirit that, that think that if I sit on the front row, I'm gonna get something greater than what the back row has to offer. Well, when I read the word of God, the word of God said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper. So while you are discounting ushering and hospitality the words I'd rather be it than thou 
service of God. He said, he said, you want to know who the greatest? And you know, they was having a little quarrel about who was the greatest among us. He said, those who the greatest among us, those that serve. How you want to come and be comfortable with sitting on the front and you see a deficit in another area of the church? Why are you so thirsty to be close? I'm starting to be leery about that spirit. I had to have a conversation, a hard conversation with somebody. I said, I said, sweetheart, we, we don't need that in this season, but what we do need, we need an usher. Yeah. I ain't heard from your singing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, 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 don't need, I don't need the front row. That's field. Ain't no vacancies. I, I need somebody that'll clean the, the toilets in the church. Oh. What says what I thought I saw, I saw. Where you at? Where you at? The moment I said ain't no vacancies. You shifted. And I said bless God. I want the front. Listen. Bible says too much is given. And I thank God. Listen. Because you do it every Sunday. And don't let no devil in hell get in your ear gate. No religious spirit get in your ear. Girl, you crazy. I wouldn't be doing that every Sunday. And you ought to tell them right back. And I'm going to back you up. Honey, you crazy. Because the way your house tore up from the floor up, you should want to be on the door serving. So that God can come see about you. Don't let no devil get in your ear because they'll do it. Girl, you crazy. I wouldn't be ushering every Sunday. <laughs> Running folk off anyway. Pastor Fisher graciously serves Sunday. Because this ain't about titles, it's about serving. People bless God. Yeah, I had to have that conversation with God. I said, why is it that everybody wants the front seat? They don't even understand that the word says, to much is given, much is required. To much is given, much is required. So when you tell God yes, we have a right to require of you in a greater capacity. So, 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 so Jesus, he, he has his vulnerable moment and uh, in that he brings uh, Peter, James, and John. Only to a certain place. 
with him. We're going to pick this back up next week because it's going to get good and good. You got to understand that you can't keep looking at your level of relationship when God is calling you to a higher place. You can't be afraid to leave familiarity. When God is requiring more. You got to be able to tell them I'll be back. But it won't be in the same capacity. I'll be back. And when I come back. I need to be able to come back. And to pour into where you are lacking. So he. He leaves them at a certain place. Uh, nowhere in the text does it say they become confrontational. Nowhere in the text do they say that he begins to question him about their relationship or friendship. Because he tells them to stay right here. So tonight we got to come to a place where we understand That there's only a certain place that you can bring people when God is trying to drop another level of anointing or a greater mantle upon you. Look at somebody. I just heard this. Look at somebody and tell them stop fighting it. Some of, some of the hell that some of us have been going through is because we are fighting the next dimension. We have allowed literally our flesh to become unruly and allow it to rule us and rule our decisions. So we're going to talk about next week. That's why Jesus had to go. Because he was in his flesh. And anytime you allow that thing in your flesh to linger longer than it should linger. I'm telling you, you're going to have a greater fight. Paul said it like this. He said you got to, did he say beat your flesh or kill your flesh daily? Okay, somebody read their word. He said we got to die to our flesh. And the only way your flesh dies is that you stop feeding it. Anything you feed the most is what's going to grow. And Jesus understood where he was in that moment. He was fueling his flesh. 
And had he stayed in that place too long, his flesh would have caused him to buck against the father. The, the, his flesh would have caused him to become rebellious and go against the will of God. You trying to figure out how you ended up where you are because you fed your flesh too long. And now you're in a greater fight. Sin will make you stay longer than you want to stay. And pay more than you want to pay. Bible said the wages of sin is death. We ain't even going to. That's a whole nother preach. world in crisis the church in crisis because we too fleshly a bunch of flesh has entered the house of God we ain't oily we fleshly and God it's time for him to put some oil on our flesh that's why we can say whatever and don't have no conviction Because there's a, there's a, there has been an entrance of a greater capacity of flesh that's warring against your spirit. So, we got to get that together. Come on, everybody, stand. Let's get out of here. Jesus was having a flesh moment. Watch this. He never had a season of flesh. Somebody gonna miss that. Somebody. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna deal with that. He never had a season of flesh. Come on. Never. Listen, he never said it. He never said, God know my heart. He said, not my will. So all this seasonal flesh going on, he never had a season of flesh. Your flesh has become unruly. You better find you a garden and find you one quick. Because watch this. Bible says your sin's going to find you out. I'm trying to tell you. I could, I could drop. I, I, I ain't, I, I'm telling you. We better get it together. Because God is getting ready to drop the bomb. On some stuff. You better get your flesh under subjection. And you can hear me in the Holy Ghost. And think I'm a lie. I'm telling you what I know. God getting ready to. 
He getting ready to cause an open shame. And you can hear me or not hear me. But I promise you. I promise you. This ain't in my flesh. Get it together. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. I just shift it. Ain't no seasonal flesh. You fail. God cover. Get it together. And anything that will go against you trying to get it together. Is the devil. It is your tempter. And it ain't of God. Period. Anything that will be okay with you busting hell wide open if God should call your name. It ain't worth it. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost. Some of y'all been battling. I'm lonely. You might be lonely, but you better know you're not alone. I'm telling you what I hear in the Holy Ghost. I'm t listen to me. You can write it down. Record it. Remember these words, Pastor Joe, Pastor Vishen, that I'm saying tonight. Because I'm telling you, I heard God say, some of y'all are so desperate that the strong man going to come and overtake your house. If I be a lie, God, make me an open shame. I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been praying, Camille. And you know what God told me? He said, back up. I told y'all this. I was laying in my bed. I couldn't sleep. I promise y'all, get ready, let y'all go. I tossed and turned, tossed and turned, got up, went to the bathroom, went and sat on the couch. Okay, God, I'm tired. I'm drained. I've been working like I'm literally tired. Went back, laid on the couch, went right back to the thing, tossed and turned, tossed and turned, tossed and turned. God just speaking, showing some stuff to me. And one of the things, Ashley live in my house. People probably think we see each other. We talk. It's days we don't even see each other in the house. It's days we don't even talk in the house. And, and God, one of the, he, she was one of the people that God put in my spirit, began to show some things about. And I revealed it to her. God set the stage. And I said, da 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 da. And she looked at me. And just about a week or two ago, what God said manifested. And I'm praying. And I'm praying. And I'm praying. And I'm crying. I'm praying. 
I've never experienced God to tell me stop. If I be alive, may my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. He said, release them to me. Transparent in that garden. I don't know who this is for tonight. But when you go in that garden, the Lord says, I dare you to ask me to reveal and expose every hidden thing. And when God begins to reveal it and expose it, be ready for it. That's what we don't pray. And it ain't all these young folk either. I saw some. Father, I thank you. I praise you. I glorify you. I honor you. Spirit of the living God. Fall fresh upon us. Father, in the name of Jesus. Hi, 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 Every fleshly. That has exalted itself. Father tonight. We give you permission. To bring us to a place. Where it's sustained. In the name of Jesus. Father I pray. That you will give us a burden for prayer tonight. Father, I pray that you will wash us, God. I pray that you will purge us. Cleanse us tonight, God. Make us whiter than snow. Father, I pray Father, I pray that you will bring us to an authentic place of repentance, God. In the name of Jesus. And Father, every area in our lives where we are weak, I pray that you will strengthen us. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Yes, Father. Glory to God. Yes, God, do it for your glory. Cause us to come to a sober place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, cause our minds to be sober.
our emotions to be stabilized in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that tonight you would do for us what we can't do for ourselves. Father, speak to us ever so clear in our gardens tonight. Father, reveal and expose every hidden thing in us and around us and that's a part of us. In the name of Jesus. Father, build us up where we're torn down. Father, I pray that you will bring us, the church, out of a crisis. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that you will begin to crush us so that authentic, synthetic oil We don't want to be blended. Glory to God. Bring us to a place of purity. In every area of our lives. In the name of Jesus. Father we thank you. We praise you and we glorify you. We pray this prayer. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. They're coming around with the offering. Amen. Can we get past their hand? Amen. Amen. What a phenomenal word. Yeah. Phenomenal word. Amen. Um, this coming Sunday. What's this Sunday coming, y'all? Oh, Lord, mercy. Okay, it's third Sunday. So um, just come to church on Sunday. Um, let's prepare for fourth Sunday. Let's prepare a great seat for Pastor. Let's go ahead and just put that in our mindset so that on fourth Sunday, amen, is not a problem. Amen? Amen. Yeah. amen. So we'll be here on Sunday. Um, everybody who is a part of or doing anything in ministry be here at 930. Amen. And we will start service around 10, 10, 15. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All hearts and minds clear. Yes. Amen. The woman of God already prayed. Y'all can stand up. Y'all want to stay here? <laughs> I know y'all do. Amen. No olives in here. Y'all got to go find your own God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 I love you. God loves you. And Jesus is Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. I love you to life. Peace be unto you. Grace and peace be multiplied. You are dismissed. Thank you for listening to Healing Hearts Worship Center podcast. Please follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, as well as our website, www.hhwc10.com, for updates of all our events. If you would like to donate to our ministry, please visit www.hhwc10.com and hit the donate button or www.ezekielgiving.com forward slash HHWC or text to give 240-660-4492.
We hope that the word that you heard was a blessing to you. And remember, we love you, God loves you, and Jesus is Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We love you to life. Peace be unto you. Grace and peace be multiplied.